So welcome to another edition of the Reimagining Work podcast. This is going to be episode 27. So for those who are tuning in right now, you have 26 episodes to catch up with, <laughs> um, which is a lot, I think, because it's quite a few hours. Mm. Uh, we always a aim at 30 minutes. That was the original idea, but we more and more we tend to go more than an hour, but we'll see how it goes. Mm. Because this episode, we uh, have a very special guest, and we always try to have people, if we have guests, that are even more special than we are. And, um, <laughs> and we managed to snag one. Uh, she's all the way over in the United States, uh, Berkeley, Michigan. Uh, it's Maureen Monty. Do I pronounce that correctly? Yes, that's, that's perfect. Thank you. There you go. So I'm, I'm just going to um, uh, stick to Maureen from now on. Uh, Maureen and I know each other for, oh, what, a year, two years? I don't know. It's what, at least what, what? two. It's at least two. Uh, and maybe closer to three, but at least two. Yeah. And uh, we just stumbled across each other uh, on the Internet, and I've been writing uh, blog posts, and Maureen is a, an, a, a very loyal uh, reader and commenter. And she's always very supportive in uh, um, my ideas and uh, what it is that I want to do, and but also critical when um, she has to be. And that's just, it's always inspiring to see a comment from Maureen on a post because you know it's going to be good. And um, uh, so I've been always, I've, I've been interested in what Maureen does. And uh, lately, last week, we, we kind of, well, she left another comment, so I talked to her, and she uh, mentioned to me that she was going to go uh, solo with her strength-based business. Am I saying that correctly? Um, yes, I would add one more word. I would say strength-based success business. Success, there you go. Strength-based success uh, coaching is what it is. Is what Coaching and leadership development, workshop for teams, that sort of thing. There you go. There you go. So uh, I've been reading the, uh, the 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 one page that's on your website. That's MaureenMonty.com. Uh, success services. That's a lot of s's. <laughs> um, it is indeed. So I need to clear my mouth before I say okay. that. So success services. Um, well, I I would just. Say, why don't you explain to us shortly, or shortly, take as long as you want, uh, and what it exactly is, what it is that you do, what it entails. Mm. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you both so much, John and Rodney, for having me here today. Um, I'm delighted to, to be part of this. I've, uh, I know less about you, John, but what I, what I, because of course I did do some research on you, and what I saw, <laughs> I thought was fabulous. And um, Roger and I have been, you know, talking about the meaning of life and important deep mm. things in the universe for, for a couple of years. And it's, it's just always a, a pleasure to meet people who are thinkers, right? Mm. Mm. And uh, I am also a thinker, and I can prove that with my strengths, but uh, just generally the idea of big picture mm. stuff inspires me. And so clearly this, this falls right into our wheelhouse. Um, my background, I, I, if I go back just a little bit, I've um, got a, a BS and MS in mechanical engineering. So I'm an engineer by degree. Okay. Mm. So and engineers are thinkers. So mm. that is, I'm going to refer to thinking quite a bit because it is a big part of my makeup. But uh, what I learned, I'm, I'm book smart in engineering um, to the point where I completed a, a two-year master's program in engineering in one year with a 4.0 GPA because I didn't want to be poor any longer. Mm. So I did a two-year program in one year with the, and I, I set my own goal of 4.0 GPA just because I wanted to prove that I could do it. Mm. And so from there I left and went and entered the, the world of technology and um, helped, ended up in, in a client-facing role, which is where I'm at my best. I'm actually very good in thinking to solve client problems. I'm not very good at engineering. I don't find um, engineering inspiring in terms of if my snowblower 
broke tomorrow, and I think it is actually broken. I'm gonna let, I let it sit there all summer because I really am just not really interested in fixing mechanical things. But I do have a, a problem-solving nature that's more related to people and teams. Yeah. Right? So, so, but it's it, engineering is is sure it's fixing things with your hands, being able to do those kind of things. But first, you have to solve the problem. Uh, by, by thinking about it, and, and that, yeah. that's what you learn when you're an engineer. You learn to think uh, in, in, in a creative manner to solve sometimes very complex situations. So right. it's not just working with your hands, right? True. That's very true. And in fact, what I have found is in my new life, um, working with, with leaders and teams to build winning teams, successful teams, uh, I like working with technology firms because... First of all, it's coolness. I, I can, I can, I'm not afraid of the technology as a result of being an engineer. No. I'm not a technology master like you are, Roger. I'm not someone who goes by the latest iPhone. But I do appreciate bringing those products to life. And how can we build the best team so that the team is brought to life in the, in the most effective and successful way possible? So no. I do a lot of work with technology or, or what I would call, um, we call it here in the United States, STEM which is science, technology, oh, engineering, yeah. and math, right? Yeah. Okay. So we, I do a lot of work with businesses that are in that field. Oh. But my real, my real, all along, my, my real value proposition was creative problem solving that, that removed, that made life better for our clients. So it had a very strong relationship focus. Oh. Um, I lived in Paris working for uh, Dassault Systems, actually. Uh, I was part of IBM at that time, and I was the, one of the products I worked on to try to make it better for customer adoption was their software that, that Dassault had written. And so when I lived in Paris, I, I, I totally, first of all, I had a geographical distance from any of my previous world. I went knowing nobody. A few people in Dassault, but I was in Dassault. I was not at IBM. I never once went to IBM, and I didn't have any, I knew almost nobody. So I moved over there, didn't speak French, and by the time I left a year later, I was completely, I wasn't a different person, I had discovered more of who about who I am. Oh. And I realized now, looking back, that was a real pivotal moment for me. And I came back and, and began my own journey of a, um, starting a creative business. So I've been, I've been this will be my second run in entrepreneurship, and I love startup stuff. That's, that's, I just think starting companies is a, is a lot of fun. So it, I ran my own um, creative services businesses, photography and writing for quite some time. Then, then I had a hankering, and I've always had a hankering to study leadership, and particularly integrity-based leadership. So I went back to college again, got another master's degree in leadership and business ethics. And that was in 2006 I graduated. As part of that process, I was exposed to something called the Gallup Strength Finder. And what the Gallup Strength Finder does is measure how you think to solve problems. And I cannot look what's inside. I cannot watch you and see if you're, if you're analytical. Do you, do you like data? Uh, there may be a few clues, but we can't see what's happening inside your head. And this product, uh, the Strength Finder, measures uh, eight different ways you think to solve problems, eight different ways you build relationships. And I can watch that. That's closest to personality. Right, many personality tests that people take, um, but this is very discreet. It breaks it down into eight different ways you do it, uh, nine different ways you execute tasks, and then ways you influence people. So I was hooked on this tool from the moment I got my own assessment, and that was in 2006. And I began instantly to work with other people in my in my my world, and was was coaching with it within a very short period of time. So. Fast forward to 10 years later, that's now. Um, I have been a practitioner with this tool for 10 years, and I've never seen it fail. When you want to bring out the very best in people, first you must know what the very best in them is. Mm. And if you were to ask someone, what are your strengths, they often come back with, with things that they do well in terms of subject matter knowledge. I'm good at math. Um, I'm good at Excel. Rarely is it the what's below that surface, which is what the strength finder measures. How do you think to solve problems? We, we do it like breathing so we don't even acknowledge or, or realize that it's discrete behavior, patterns of excellence. So I've worked um, within a very large company, started a grassroots movement, um, brought it to some 15,000 people, and then um, ran into uh, an executive or two that decided that this approach of focusing on the strengths of the of the team wasn't in line with their strategy. So at the time, I was crushed because we truly had a social business grass movement, mm. totally collaboration based. 6,000 people signed up for one of our webinars. Um, we had a team of about 20 people around the world that were volunteers helping roll this out. 
and it's a very nourishing experience to discover your strengths. So um, there, the, the feedback was enormously positive. But when the door was shut on that, um, I was crushed. But on the other hand, it forced me to go external. And that was in 2013. So since that time, I've been slowly ramping up my external um, business of, of focusing on strengths. And I've now worked with large banks, medical firms, um, energy companies, uh, and I've got a few other things in the works that are just been a, a joy to work with. Um, and and I, I think the biggest value proposition of the, the process that I go through with my clients isn't just to take the strength finder and learn the team, individual and team's results. It's to help them define what success looks like in a given role for a team and aligning that all the way up the, the, the ladder so that you have a connection with the person at the bottom of the chain with the mission of the company. And often there's a disconnect there. If you connect people's natural strengths and talents to what the company says it's in existence for, you'll get the very best out of them. When you don't, when you think that the people that work for you, and I'll just say at the bottom level, need to somehow think about that mission in the same way that you do as the CEO, that's a big mistake mm -hmm. because it's not, it's never going to be the same. Help you as the CEO are connected to the mission in your own way. Help every single person along the way, not just be connected in terms of I like it, but understand how, how they can bring their very best talents to bear to achieve that success. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about one last thing and then I'll pause and we'll go from there. <laughs> uh, obviously, I, have a, I can certainly talk my head off. Um, uh. So the the last thing I did, or the thing I did this year that was the most fun, was work with a hockey team. And on two days' notice, I went into a high school hockey team. It's a very um, exclusive school here in the uh, Michigan area, and they were extremely talented. Have always done well in hockey, and they they had a ton of talent, but they were struggling. And so I talked to the coach ahead of time, and he spoke about how he had, uh, and the coach is amazing, how he had. Um, tried to in inspire the team to play well together, they weren't playing like a team, um, to, to believe in themselves and kind of have this positive approach to success. And um, I went in to talk to them, we created what, what I call a success impact statement. And, and so I pulled information out of the boys, what does success look like? This is a varsity hockey team, kids that are kind of like 15 and up through 18. And of course they wanted to win the state championship because you know, sports, by nature sports is competitive, right? And, um, but, but then I, we pulled out the how. How do you want to win? Why does it matter? Is there, are there parameters which we need to support, to create to support the team? So that the trophy isn't just the only thing we're going for, but the way we win matters too, right? So um, we built that statement. It was very powerful. Uh, and then we measured their strengths. And it turns out this group had an enormous amount of competition, which is a talent, believe it or not, and can be leveraged well in an, in an environment when people know what to do with it. It's a little bit like having a Ferrari, where you got to know how to drive a fast car if you're going to drive a fast car, right? And how to manage it and regulate it. And we also need a brake if we're going to have a Ferrari. So in the end, um, this high-powered team, they were able to understand that while they were immensely talented, they were more often than not competing in one, with one another rather than competing against the guys across the ice, right? This happens in work, by the way, too. Uh -huh. Everything that we learned from this journey is totally applicable to the work environment. Absolutely. So six weeks later, things, people, that, people that had the ability to solve conflict were allowed to bring that to bear. And they had that talent, but wasn't, it wasn't perhaps recognized, right? And it might have been a lower-level player. In fact, it might have been a player that doesn't play at all, like the third-string sure. goalie, right? But bring those, those, those talents to bear in the locker room, and everything runs more smoothly, and suddenly things are great. There was a guy that had analytical, he's a big thinker, like we are, and he was observing things that, that he thought everybody else was seeing. He caught a big rounding error on one of my, um, my, my slides. He's like, your numbers don't add up. I was like, good for you. You caught a mistake on my slide from a rounding error. What else are you seeing that nobody else is seeing? He goes, well, I just thought everybody else is seeing it. I'm like, no, you caught it. And the feedback from that workshop after we identified their strengths and a week later we met and, and did a debrief was how smart this kid was. And nobody knew because he's a quiet kid sitting in the corner. He's a thinker. And nobody knew all this talent that he had to bring to bear. So that was brought to bear. In the end, it's, it's a strategy of leaving no talent behind and making the team as effective as possible, loving every ounce of awesomeness 
that you have on the team. But first you must, of course, know what that is and then value it and then bring it, align it to the role and then align the role to the mission. So that's yeah. in a nutshell. That okay. is what I <laughs> oh, it's a pretty large nutshell. By <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. But I, I, I guess there's, there's not really like a very shorter, an even shorter version of this. I mean, it's, I mean, you make it sound simple. Right? It is simple, but it is not easy. Right. Okay. Well, the, the the process itself might be, you know, if you if you draw it out on a whiteboard, you can go like taka 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 tak. That's it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's that's that, I kind of have the the same thing with John when he started explaining what it is that he did, and we did a whole podcast on exactly that, on sociometry, mm -hmm. because when he 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 tells you, well, you go into a room and you can tell people and you can work with people and have them explain what it is that what the problems are, and then you can work with that and you can do role playing and those kind of things, and you go like, okay, yeah, that's simple enough, right? <laughs> But actually, well, you, performing it's, it. It's, it's interesting. I mean, one yeah. of the things I was sort of quietly laughing, uh, giggling to myself right at the beginning, Maureen, when you talked about your your um, your personal trajectory. You know, started in, in sort of something hard, technical engineering, and um, and the, and you described you know how, how you kind of saw yourself more from the, the the softer people side. I use the word soft. Yeah, soft is right. I would yeah, agree. yeah. I've just written a blog post around soft is not soft. Anyway, the, the, it, it, mm -hmm. the message is similar. It's it's. There's nothing easy about it. There's nothing yielding or or docile or, or easy about that sort of stuff. And it reminded me of a client years ago who um, was a, an engineer by trade and had moved into a managerial role and had staff to manage and had a team of vo volunteers to manage and struggled with getting things done because he took a very kind of um, Sort of army officer approach with people, yeah. Because machines make sense. You 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 plug this in and it does this, and you turn that switch and it does that. But people didn't make sense in in, in the complexity of humans. And then when you get one com complex human in a room with a complex human, you've complexified it even more. Yes. And 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 we had a little moment where he was struggling with something which to me seemed very easy. It's well, you know, you were just referring to Rog with going in a room and seeing people, and it seems for me very easy. Mm. But for him, it seemed very, very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. And and I had had an experience the previous weekend where I was doing some renovations, and my drill didn't work. And I just wanted to throw it across the room. It's like I press this, and it doesn't work. And and I said, he said, look, and he put his head in his hands, and he went, put me in front of. I'm an electrician by trade. Put me in front of an electrical box with loads of wires, and I'm like a pig in mud. And I can see how it works, and I can fix it. But put me in front of a room of complex human beings and I'm lost and I laughed and I said I have exactly the opposite experience put me in front of a machine and I'm and it just seems so difficult but there is some there is some, uh, um, the, the 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 challenges of the complexity of human beings which like you say is um, it seems simple but it seems simple for us I think it's mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's incredibly complex and for, and for us it, it seems it seems like there's there are connections and it's easy because what we, I think one of the key things is to come to what you're, you're doing is looking at strengths. You're looking yes. at what's in the room, not what's not in the room. Exactly. And, you know, I think, and I think when, when I talk to so many leaders and managers who struggle with some of this stuff, they, like all of us, are infected by this virus of the industrial mindset. You know, we look mm -hmm. at deficits and what's not there. We look at the hole and not the donut. And we try and look at things as problems to be fixed. And I take a view, which I imagine you would share when you're looking at people, that people and situations between people are not problems to be fixed, because if you look at it like that, then you're going to look at the room, look in the room, and go, well, what haven't we got? What do we need to add? But like you say, you've got to have a bit of a an inventory of what's what's in the room, all the people's strengths. You know, I was interested to hear how the, all of the successes that you've had, and what sort of I'm curious to know what kind of um, pushback you've had, because I don't think I don't think that the case has been made yet in the workplace for a strengths-based approach. I've been I've been told I'm soft and it's all fluffy and that's the nicey nice way of looking at things. Let's look at strengths. But I have a view of learning and human development that we don't learn from deficits. We learn from what we've got. We learn from our strengths and what we have in spades and build on that. So I don't think the case has entirely been made. What pushbacks have you had and how have you dealt with people going strengths? But how's that going to help us solve our problems? Yeah, it's a great question, actually. And um, a couple of things. First of all, um, there is data from Gallup. Gallup created the Clifton Strength Finder, right? So they studied two million people looking for patterns of excellence. And so, as part of that, 
to create the tool as part of that, and they've deployed it now. It's, it's I think it's almost at the 13 million people level. They have worked with large companies to see what happens when you inject strengths into the system. Mm. It's not the end of the journey; it's the beginning of the journey. Yeah. Right. And so there are there is data in terms of individual performance improvements of an, on an average of 36 percent per mm. person. Um, productivity important performance improvements of I don't know, 8 to 10 percent, uh, attrition drops, um, profits go up. So there's data, but but I'm not a data person, frankly, yeah. it, and that isn't that isn't going to be the same for everybody anyhow, right? Mm -hmm. So where I like to begin is with the the person most responsible for the success, mm -hmm. and I often work one-on-one -on -one with, let's say it's the CIO. I worked with a CIO last week or the week before in Georgia, and um, if we start with what they're, what they're great at and how they use that to lead their team mm -hmm. and then say now do you see that your lens of the world is going to be different than Joe's lens of the world and Jill's lens of the world and are we are we interested in bringing out the very best that they have to bear mm -hmm. and of course the answer is yes mm -hmm. right and deep down people can sense when things aren't going well this particular team was low on relationship building skills which is common in the field of technology Right? We're thinkers, executors. Many of the people in technology are thinkers and executors. I've worked with a large medical doctor's executive team. Mm. A whole bunch of thinkers. They think that they're mm. researchers, right? Mm. But build relationships and influence others? No, nah, yeah. not so much. Yeah. So now we know why the reputation of the IT organization isn't great in this company because mm. they haven't built those relationships with their stakeholders in a 360 degree. Yeah. Review, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're able to take some of that information. Is and I, I say every single journey I, I, I go on with clients, either individuals or teams or organizations, is begins with strengths. We never end there. Yeah. What we discover along the way is what's really, what really the problems are. Mm -hmm. And as the dialogue begins to happen and people have their own, oh my gosh, now I understand why that guy never says yes. Okay. How many? How, does it drive you nuts when someone never says yes? Of course it does. He's driving people crazy. Now we know why. It's on him to regulate that. It's on them to understand it. And it, a whole bunch of friction goes away from the system. So there, there are proven points of reasons to go with strengths that, are, that would satisfy the metrics people and the journey from the human side, investing in that human system. Mm. I, every company has a formal system, and we all need the formal systems, mm. but this is the human system, and it investing is. in that has its own rewards. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm with you. The strength isn't where you end either, but it's like, I mean, I, part of my, my, my sort of background is I, I spent a, a long number of years working as a therapist and a counselor, so mm. there's, there's a lot of stuff I kind of got to grips with around, um, you know, self-awareness, self-worth, self-esteem, yeah. that, you know, nothing happens unless we feel good about ourselves. That's exactly my right. view of the world. But that, that, you know, I'm, I'm prepared to be challenged on that, but mm -hmm. just, just my, my belief and value system says that nothing happens unless we feel good about ourselves. How can we, how can we um, surmount some of our, our difficulties unless we're feeling good that we actually can do it? You know, if I, don't, right. if I don't bring a sense of I can do this, so the strength has to be the starting point. But once you've got that, certainly then you look at where are the challenges, where are the glitches, where are the problems mm -hmm. that we can start to address. I'm mm -hmm. not suggesting that there isn't a, such a thing as a problem, but it's how, you know, again, it's like you talked about with the hockey team, it's how we approach those That's challenges right. and problems, isn't it? You know, so yeah, it that, sure again, is. that thing about self-awareness in the workplace with leaders, you know, leaders need to grow self-awareness. Again, I think it's another thing where there's lots been written on it and in pockets it's beginning to happen. But again, I think largely the case hasn't yet been made because people go, yeah, 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 yeah. And then they go, what's self-awareness? Yeah. What is it? And part of it is knowing what you're good at. <laughs> It sure is, and we're often so focused on the it, what needs to be done, the yeah. execution yeah, side yeah. of it, right? That yeah. that in the business pressures are pressures are enormous. There's no two ways about it. Mm. What I think is most effective, and I think I have a cell phone ringing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it went away. Sorry about that. I thought I turned. <laughs> let me turn that off. I thought I did. Um, so, but but one other point I'd like to make is that the I have I have received pushback actually, which of course. Mm. I find enormously hilarious. So, um, <laughs> and that's basically my reaction when it happens. I remember when I was doing this with a large team and, and uh, 250 people organization, and and I was told ahead of time that one person perhaps wasn't on board. Okay, I, I have no problem with that. This is a very much drive the car to see if you like it experience, yeah. right? So. Um, 
when I, when I got his strengths back, and I do a lot of work with categorizing so that we do have team analytics. What's the team look like? Where are we short in terms of categories? Um, where do, is everybody the same? Because that can be a problem too, right? Which just really happens. But um, so I, I get his, his strengths back, and I, I immediately replied and said, hey, what would you think of your results, right? Because I knew he was skeptical. And he wrote back, well, personally, I think this is garbage, but I'll try to keep an open mind. Mm. And so I remember thinking, I wanted to email him back and say, I'm going to start using that as my email signature, mm. right? Personally, I think it's garbage, but I'm going to mm. keep an open mind to the whole universe, right? Mm. So um, I said, well, fair enough. I said, let's see what you think when we actually meet in person with the rest of the team. So he came and he sat there with his arms crossed and he's leaning back and he's kind of glaring across the table and from, there's 20-some people. This is a global experience and this is a, one of the smaller teams. And, um, and as, as his colleagues began to engage and discuss their strengths, you can see he couldn't, he couldn't help but get interested because mm. these are people he liked and worked with. Mm -hmm. He may have thought of me as somebody that was there to try to create some sort of a problem or maybe he was afraid of his own... Uh, no. Outsider. Mm -hmm. Yeah, outsider, his, maybe his talents don't compare to others, when of course they did. Mm -hmm. So in the end, he, he jumped right in, and I never, of course, said, ha, 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 I knew you would. No. Um, instead, what I, I waited for him to come to me, and he did. And he yeah. actually came to me in person and said, you know, I apologize for mm -hmm. that. And I said, that's okay. You know, this is a journey for all of us, and we start in different points, we end at different points. That's right. You're fine. You're absolutely yeah. fine. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But overall, people want teams to be successful. It's hard to find tangible ways because there is no really one formula for That's success. Right. That's right. Um, so I, I'm very, my success is your success. In other words, you have to be successful for me to be successful. Mm. So I don't, I don't have an agenda before I meet with any customers other than I believe they're, they're better off if we start with strengths. Mm -hmm. But if they're, if they're climbing a mountain, mm. I'm, I'm, eager to help them climb the mountain. Yeah. And if you and I were to both climb Mount Everest tomorrow, we would do it differently. Yeah, we yeah. would, we would right. take a different path, we'd have different strengths, but we'd climb the mountain. And That's so right. let's, let's let people understand what their strengths are to help That's them right. Climb. Exactly right. Equifinality. There are many roads to get there. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, I, and I like that story. That's that's really that that echoes many experiences I've had, because this stuff is still pretty unfamiliar for a lot of people, and it's scary yeah. because really what we're calling on people is to to develop a bit of self awareness. We are, whether we may we may not be holding the mirror up as you would in a therapeutic relationship, but you are inviting the mirror to be held up, and it's scary yeah. to look at yourself, particularly mm -hmm. if what you if you have a, a really strong sense of what you've been doing so far is working fine, and that working fine probably in some cases might even mean I haven't broken them I haven't broken things but that that the opportunity to, to see possibility of what could be better is scary for people because you have to there's that little cartoon hands up who wants change everyone puts their hands up hands up who wants to change no one puts their hands up you know that it, <laughs> it requires a lot of us to do that sort of stuff it really does yeah and, yeah, and yeah. people feel vulnerable trust in the workplace is tough yeah so, yeah 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 a lot of, a lot of Mm. I think it's it's also inherent in in uh, society as a whole, uh, where you see it all the time. Where uh, by now, uh, a lot of us, especially in the Western world, know that the way we're moving forward as a, as 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 humans is not particularly sustainable, mm. and um, it's 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 becoming uh, less and less easy to deny. And uh, but so everybody kind of realizes that something has to change, but we all have uh, a lot of difficulty with the actual change. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we know wind power is a solution, but we don't want any wind turbines in our backyard. Yes. And yeah, uh, true, true. Uh, yeah. we don't so want to pay. No, yeah, it's the inherent uh, you know reluctance mm -hmm. for people. Uh, uh, to change anything. I mean, they just want to stick to their routine, yeah. even when they know that the routine that they're having is not productive, or it's it's not fulfilling, or it's not sustainable, or you know, it doesn't give you the results that you want, and and yet you you know get stuck in that routine, and then um, uh, it takes a person like me to figure out that you want to change something. And then it takes people like you two to actually help with that change, to go through that, to actually be able to change something. 
I find that absolutely fascinating. So mm. yeah. we we called the um, the the podcast reimagining work because some of our early conversations were about we we were actually coming up with with pictures in our heads of what workplace could be like. You know, it came mm -hmm. out of the enterprise 2.0 thing, the transformation to a, you know embracing digital and and be more social at work. Um. If 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 you kind of think about what you would like the workplace to be like, you know, bearing mm -hmm. in mind the work you do, what do, if there was one thing that you would like to improve or change in the workplace, you know, around the world, what what would what would you like to see different in the workplaces? That's a great question. I I I've thought about your the premise of reimagining work before, you know, knowing mm -hmm. that I was going to come on and talk to you, and I'm like, what would it be? Mm -hmm. um, speaking for myself. And, and I've actually written a book about the hockey team because there were actually three struggling people. There was me, there was the coach who wanted to make great men out of these boys. He didn't give a darn about the trophy. Yeah. And then there were boys, the boys struggling. And I was struggling too because I have been in a situation that will quickly resolve itself here um, where I was in a role where I was not valued for being valuable. Uh -huh. So how, how I was viewed how value was viewed by my company was different from how the value I bring to the table, right? So I do bring a lot of relationship building to the table and I build strong strategic partnerships. Mm. And I do that with a focus on the, the people that I'm working with mm. both in the company and outside the company. Mm. And I have never felt valued for being valuable in this role. I have had pockets of people, individual people, who value me, but not a corporate feeling of value. Mm -hmm. And when you feel undervalued by a company, and that manifests itself in a variety of ways, mm -hmm. how people treat you okay. in positions of power, how, um, how we treated my strategic partners that I was building relationships with, um, it was it was. It was awful. That was far more difficult for me than having the door slam shut on an on a um, grassroots strengths movement. Mm. I could see they were making a mistake, and I and I. But and in the end, that it was out of my control. But when it's in your own role and you're not valued for being valuable, mm. and that's that goes on for years, mm. it really does suck the life out of you. Right? Yeah. yeah. So mm. my vision of perfection is that people know their strengths to know their value and the people around them know their strengths to know their value and each of us are understood as being valuable for our value so. that's i mean that's wonderful i was thinking as the hockey as the hockey team you know and you said you know they you know the high, there's a highly competitive streak in in those boys and i know that there are realms of human endeavor where competition is is a useful kind of um, ingredient but I think you're speaking to again that kind of industrial mindset that that is that it gets generalized that competition is just good all over the place, and I am not entirely convinced of that. I think you know if we're gonna if we're gonna coexist on this planet when we get up to 11 billion, we've got to find better ways to coexist. Really, we've got to find ways to stop being competitive with each other. And part of it, I think, is knowing what I'm good at, and knowing what others are good at. And seeing that both of those are equally valuable, you know, we find ourselves yes. in wars, and we find all the rhetoric goes on, in, in you know, by professional politicians that sets us against other people who we've not even met, yeah. you know, and they paint pictures that are just false, you know, yeah. they, they're allowed to lie where the media, where you know, people like stand-up comedians are given legal injunctions not to lie if they make a slur on somebody, but politicians are paid to lie to us mm. and set set us against each other, so. I think if we can find ways to be a bit, a bit more convivial and recognize yeah. that I'm good at what I do and know that you are good at what you do, and then the next bit, the, the challenging bit, is to see that those things are complementary and equally valuable. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you, you talk about corporations and stuff that don't value people. I, I had a catch up with, with um, an advisor friend of mine who's been in business for a very long time, and he comes up with these wise little sentences every so often thrown into the conversation, and he said, you know, most of the Fortune 500 weren't there 10 years ago, and the ones that so you're true. thinking and the ones that you're talking about, John, are the ones that will not be here in 10 years. And those companies that don't do that sort of valuing humanity and valuing people being convivial will not be in the Fortune 500. In fact, they will not be in 20 years' time. So, you know, I think life has a way of sorting these things out. I think it's 
think it's a it's a crime that, that they inflict these sorts of things on people like you and all over the place. All over the place. But and they will die. They will. And <laughs> they and you know die. what? They will die because they didn't they didn't what I call feed the calf. Right? If you keep weighing right. the calf That's right. and they say you didn't gain weight. You didn't, right. get, you didn't get better, and they it, hadn't fed you a drop of food, exactly. given you a sip of water. Exactly. They're going to die, and exactly. when they die, the soul's gone to the company. You know, I, I, I will forever be grateful for this very fast-paced um, hockey thing where on two days' notice I went in and we, we did the, the work. And they, by the way, they did win the state championship. Um, yeah, and, which I even forgot to mention, right? I mean, we're, yeah. we're the journey well, of these important. boys. <laughs> How interesting. That was a, a, you know, a delightful yeah. side effect. But what, what, what got created in the process is, you know, yes. going well, to send those boys to instead. Yeah. And it's funny, the same thing happened when I interviewed the boys. They were so thrilled about their personal journey and the team becoming a high-performing team. The, the, the trophy was hardly ever mentioned. It really yeah. wasn't. It was that was the byproduct. But for me to go from from wishing to be valued for being valuable, and to have to find that value mm -hmm. in the in the eyes of a a hockey coach and a hockey team, mm -hmm. right? and mm -hmm. I've been seeking it forever in mm -hmm. in a, a large corporation, mm -hmm. right? So you also have to accept, uh, be open to where the value will be valued. Right. That's right. You can't always be say that darn company doesn't value me, and I'm but I'm going to stay till they do. So then, where where would they value? Maybe it's a different company. Maybe it's a different industry. Maybe you should go work in Africa. You know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Everybody's different. But yeah. but don't don't give up on your value. But find a place where it's valuable and be able to communicate what that value is. Absolutely. You know, there, there's been those moments when somebody's. Um, it sort of reflected something back to me that so and so doesn't find what I do valuable, or such and such a place doesn't find that it's worthwhile, and that's a badge of honor. And I go, oh yeah, oh, that's right. It's a badge of honor that those people don't even see the value in this, mm -hmm. because I can see where they're headed. I can see where that you know that corporate's going to be going. I can see the stuff yeah. that they inflict on the planet. I don't mind that they think I'm a bit, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wishy-washy, or soft, or fluffy, or, that's you know, right. or that they don't get it, or that they don't see the value, and that's that's absolutely fine in this world. You know, we're in that yeah. sort of liminal space into into a new age of, of of how we relate to each other. So, I'm okay with that. But it does, mm -hmm. it, like you say, it does drain you, and over a long time, it just it's hard to sustain mm -hmm. yourself. Right? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I did I did struggle, and but. You know what? Uh, I when I leave this large company, as we've talked about, by the end of the year, at the end of the year, um, I will have left behind a legacy of partners who love me, clients right. who love me, because I was right. client facing for a while, and um, and a whole bunch of people in the in the area of 15,000 mm -hmm. who know their strengths and know why they are valuable, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's that makes me very happy. And and you're good at this stuff, so you know, because you 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 work it with other folks. So to hold on to those things as as totems, you know, those yeah. those those places where you have been seen as valuable and the work that you've done is is valuable. Mm -hmm. To hold yeah. on to those things, exactly, is important. Yeah, yeah, it is very important. Remember that that's how your value is measured, not yeah. not in other ways, right? That's right. So. Yeah. So I mean, one of the one of the things that I I find with regards to that that also I'm I'm you know busily doing with folks in teams and stuff is is that sort of social scaffolding that keeps us going that holds us up. Mm -hmm. What what sort of what sort of um, supports have you had through all of that kind of being battered around and 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 sidelined? What what has kind of kept you going? God, that's a great question. And you know, from the standpoint of within. Outside the company, I've got a brother who is on the same path as me from a strength standpoint, and he's got an MBA, and he's doing what I did in this large company. He's going to do. He is doing that within his the company where he works. So right. there's a little bit of a parallel journey, and we're both learning and enjoying that. We're both certified, became certified in the strength fire at the same time. I've had some years ahead of him, right? So in other words, I've had a little bit more experience and a longer learning curve than he's had the chance to. But but so I've got a partner there to talk to about this. Yeah. Um, and then I would say there were a couple people in this large company, neither of one whom I have ever met. Maybe it's a handful. So let's say there's five. Hmm. None of them that I've met hmm. who have given me that that support. One of them is Luis. Suarez. Luis, yeah. Yes. Um, another one named Vicky Flaherty and uh, another one named Khalid Raza. There are folks who who help me um, mm. 
mostly related to the strengths journey, all of which we've taken, but also instead, don't ever give up on You've got to, you're bringing a lot of value. Don't ever give up. Don't give up on that. I can see where your dreams are coming true. And my dreams are coming true. Right? Mm -hmm. This conversation is a dream come true for me. <laughs> so I, I thank you for that. Yeah. So. No, no, it's good to have you here. I, I get that. that, I, that there, are some, there are folks um, far and wide that, that, you know, in my low moments, I go, hang on a second. You know, and Rog here is one of them. He does, he yeah. may not know it. But there are moments when I've kind of gone and I hear him going, you idiot. Don't you know? Don't be thinking that about yourself. So yeah. there are those, and 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 it, it it's important, I think, that in our home offices and you know feeling disconnected from a team that feels that, yeah, um, that we we have those those sorts of um, those support structures in place. Yeah, it's really important, and it's overlooked in the busyness of getting work done and yeah. you know new business coming in and yeah. um and what a compliment to you, Roger. Thank you. <laughs> 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 That's all he has to say about that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just, I'm just absorbed by uh, all, all the, the things that you say, and 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm just very happy just listening to you guys. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but it's, it's true. I mean, uh, before, uh, uh, pretty much before I met John, I mean, I wasn't really. Uh, uh, to call them the soft skills were, was something that was just more drilled into you uh, as a matter of fact, right? In, in a way to deal with other people, especially when they're annoying. Uh, that's when you need your <laughs> training in order to, to deal with that. And, and, and that was about it. And yeah. then I, learned, and I got to know John and I got to know you. Uh, and, and there's just so much more to it. And for me, it makes such a lot of sense <laughs> that people like you are around in order to uh, to 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 help other people, you know, find their way because mm. it's so difficult to do it on your own, right? Mm. I mean, it really is, mm. and uh, especially when you're in a, in a, in a, a company culture that does not really support it, it becomes really difficult, and uh, and often enough, it means that you got to leave the company, go work somewhere else where you do can where you can find. Uh, you know that that release or that connection or or uh, that support that you that you're looking for, uh, and I find it very interesting that that you say like reimagining work. The one thing that you would like is that that you are valued for your values, and um, uh, the company that my wife works for is uh, especially at the location that she works. It it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. The opposite yeah. happens. You know, you're uh, you, you're disrespected yeah. openly in front of others. Oh, that's uh, heartbreaking. You know, and, uh, and it's not uh, probably because that's something that we talked about last time. It, it's probably not, you know, on purpose or, but sure. it happens. You know, mm -hmm. and it's it's extremely annoying that it happens, and uh, it's just and and when because. When I talk to people like you, you know, you, you get a certain sense of how things can be. I wish I just wish I, I had come across you guys like 10, 12 years ago. I mean, my life would have been so different. Uh, my career would have been so different uh, because you know, there's just there's just all this, and you just have no idea, really, no concept, no no. Not even an inkling that that it can be different, mm. and I think, and that's the the biggest uh, uh, flaw that we stumble upon in 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 the corporate structures that people don't even realize that it can be different. They that's just true. deal with the problems that they they get and they deal with what it is that they have, and uh, it's very sad that you know and and. What they do is instead of trying to improve their situation, they just learn to cope with the situation that they have. Yeah. And um, but more often than not, that's not very healthy, you know. And it nibbles away, and uh, you get frustrated, you get depressed, uh, you know, and all the the bad stuff happens. Mm -hmm. uh, where if you turn everything around, all the good stuff happens, yeah. and you become state champion. You know, not because exactly. that's your goal, but your goal is to 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 be happy with what it is that you're doing and find your strength and 
know that other people know what your strength is, then mm -hmm. um, uh, yeah, I think it's very important. I think it's very lovely, and um, for me, it's just something that I try to find a way because uh, I'm involved with the startup now. Too, I'm going to see uh, the lads on uh, 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 Friday. We're actually having a team. Mm. Uh, a gathering where we're going to introduce ourselves because we're getting, gaining a little bit more momentum and those kind of things. So, and, uh, yeah, well, and and the good thing is that uh, uh, my friend is uh, well, he's not officially, I guess, but he is the CEO then, and um, he, he's actually the one who brought us all kind of together, and so he knows from the most of us what our skill sets are, you know, yeah. are not necessarily our strengths, but more in the sense like what it is that we uh, what we can do. And sure. so we introduce ourselves and then we, we go through the list and I like this, I like to do that, I, I, I think I'm pretty good at this, I don't know, but people say, you know, those kind of things. So there, there'll probably be a lot of modesty, false modesty today, <laughs> but it's a good thing. It's, it's a good thing that we at least share those kind of things. And Yes, I wish I could run them through a program like what what you, what is it you do, uh, Maureen, or um, uh, have have uh, like a day with John uh, just to, to to have the team communicate in a different way, you know, yep. and see how that um, you know can evolve and uh, because it it I mean I, I think it it's never bad to do it. No. Right. It's it, it. always has a certain result where you learn about what it is that about yourself, and it's scary. Yeah, sure, but it can be so very productive and very helpful. Um. So yeah, no, I'm just I'm just happy to listen to you guys actually. So well, I'm gonna stop talking again, well, and you can uh, go on again. Well, I'm 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 that's one of the things that would be interesting to find out next week when we chat, Rogers, is what kind of came out of that that day together. Because mm -hmm. I I have experiences similar to you, Maureen. Yes. You know, when you when you ask people, um, you know, what are your strengths or what are you good at, people do tend to focus on the functional, on the utilitarian. You know, I'm 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 good at these doing these things, <laughs> and it's. Well, I've been fortunate because I've been I've been doing um, increasing amounts of work with a social service agency here, where there's there's more people are more comfortable with, and and they seem to be. This is probably a rude generalization. More in touch with who they are as people. Yeah. But it's it comes out of their training and their professional bodies and things like that. But you know what are you good at? And people could say things like, well, I'm good at hanging in in difficult times. Or I'm I'm a persistent sort of bugger, and I'll keep going and solving mm. things. They don't mm. tend to focus on the technical hard skills, if you like. They tend yeah. to look at the human stuff. But I think mostly in organisations, I've had similar experiences to you. Um, I can remember we did a piece of work with the Civil Aviation Authority in New Zealand, and um, that was that was kind of the starting point because they're all engineers, they're all techies, and they you know getting the CEO and all of the team up there, and what are they good at and they started with those sorts of things, which is quite natural. But slowly, when the layers of the onion skin started to come off and we were kind of facilitating something a little bit deeper, they were becoming more human with each other. Yes. And it was delightful when they, you know, the CEO realized that, that this person over here, who was, I forget what his role, but a hard technical role, was, there was so many soft sides to his humanity. I don't mean soft, fluffy, but I mean so much about him as a human that added into his ability to work well with others. Right. That wasn't about his. Sometimes fluffy is good, right? I mean. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm but just... we, we tend to, yeah, we tend we tend to um, think about identifying a strength. For example, I'm I hang in with difficult conversations and I won't run away. We tend to devalue de de that sort of stuff. And when I think about what's important in in a modern business and moving in, you know, as we advance into the 21st century, it is those things. That I think are going to be the really important skills. You know, mm -hmm. I can, I can, I can, um, uh, I won't shy away from sharing my opinions and my perspectives, and I will hang in and listen to you while you share yours, and then we will work out together how we can find common ground. Those are the hard skills, I think. It, it will be interesting that to uh, to actually do that because uh, obviously, uh, obviously, yeah, I'm thinking I'm, I'm making a short presentation and uh, you know just go through the slides and uh, and. Um, but my initial thought was indeed to just give a list of things that I'm interested in doing. Like I like editing, I like film, I like uh, 
uh, doodling. I like uh, you know working with websites. I like fiddling and you know doing all those kind of things. But those are all uh, um, just things that you can do. Mm -hmm. And uh, but it's it, it doesn't say much about who you are. Mm. And um, so it, I think uh, it, it's interesting. And I'll, I'll put it up on the on the. Uh, I'll cover it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll mm. write down a few things that I at least think, uh, uh, and and some people have confirmed uh, that um, on the softer uh, like empathy. Part of your or, yeah. yeah, exactly. And and uh, to see how people would react to that, mm. and and be aware of it, and see if others will do the same thing, which I bet they won't. Mm. Um, well, and so I think the, the the challenge we have is if you think about how we're measured in school, yep. we aren't That's measured right. on that saw stuff, and That's therefore right. we've never had to describe those things. That's and right. so people, when they hear it for the first time, are like, hmm, you know, it's a little bit like Greek. Yeah, um, yeah. That's interesting, but I don't really know how to do that myself. Speak yeah. Greek, right? So um, I think I think by you modeling that, and by the way, yeah. Roger, don't don't um, uh, undervalue those. Mm those things you do bring, oh, right? No. Just half of the equation, right? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. no, th those are the things that I've learned, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's what you... And they have value. When, yeah, well, well, when I talk to people like you and, and talk to and, and learn what it is that you do and, and, and talk to John and learn what he does, I mean, you, you get so much insight uh, from the other uh, perspective yeah. uh, that it, it really... I mean, I have like an 11-year career in IT, and um, those kind of skills, I mean, they were never mentioned in mm. your evaluation. Right. Mm. They were just simply not important. Mm. And uh, like I said, the only time when they were important was that you learn how to deal with difficult clients. Mm. That's it. That's mm. the only reason when we ever uh, uh, talked or trained on uh, soft skills. Mm. And... Um, so you kind of learn that uh, that's not important, mm. right? What important is which books have you read, which uh, mm. training have you done, mm. which exams have you made, uh, what kind of letters can we put on your uh, CV or your, on your resume in order mm. to send it off to a client? You know, what are your your keywords? You know, and then you talk about PHP and HTML and SQL and and all those kind of things. You know, and when you you put on your resume, you put I've got empathy. I can listen to people. You go like, ah, what the hell is that? That's you know, <laughs> we don't want it there. You know, we don't that, want people who can sense how customers feel. Go away. No, yeah, we, we can sell that. That's just you know. But it's oh. an interesting, you know, we're at an interesting time, and you may find similar, Maureen, of like, how do you make the case for some of those organizations that don't quite get? And I, I, mm -hmm. I try and I try and find analogies that might be um, helpful. So it's like sometimes these things, like um, ability to role reverse and uh, you know, hang in with difficult conversations, like stuff, is a bit like the wind. We can't see it, but we can see its effects. Yeah. So we need to we need to develop it, you know. Or they'll say, you know, the things that we want to be able to do is uh, have have a better flow of decision making processes. Well, what does it what does it take in order to have that? You can't just run you can't go into a workshop and say, right, we're going to look at some of the decision making. What decisions do you need to make when everyone shuts down and they don't engage and they don't listen? Well, there's some stuff that you need to have in order to do that. So I think that's the challenge. I think sometimes with this, you know, I have because um, uh, I always. We got stupid Harvey. Uh, that that's our that's uh, right. our our go-to uh, uh, go manager. Yeah. yeah, in on Twitter, who does uh, extremely <laughs> uh, wonderful things. Um, I mean, so I didn't I know, always... so stupid Harvey's a person. Yeah, well, no, we've, yeah invented, well, we've invented him. You've invented him. Okay, yeah. but, this is interesting. But, He's the repository for all the bad management practices that go on. And... <laughs> yeah. So and, and these that. are most of them are real world. So they are. Uh, yes, most of them are. They're, yes. they're not made up. And uh, but so one of the things is that stupid Harvey uh, suggested to his team of uh, uh, slightly less than twenty people. Uh, well, I know there's certain problems, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. So uh, on uh, Tuesday, we're going to set aside half an hour where you can ask questions, and I will answer them. That's okay. great. And. Um, the first thing he does is move that a day. So it's not going to be a Tuesday, it's going to be a Wednesday. 
And so the first thing that that communicates is like, well, you don't care. Right, it's I mean, not important. It's not important. It's not important enough. So you can, you know, plus he does it at like uh, 4 o'clock uh, at the end of the day. So, you know, he knows that everybody wants to go home anyway. So it's not going to go beyond any difficult time. There are almost 20 people. If they all have one question and you only have half an hour, <laughs> I mean, you're not going to cover a lot of ground, right? Um, and um, yeah, so but that that's in an atmosphere where they say, well, you can uh, if you talk about things that um, are showstoppers for your work, then one of the things that you can't mention is the amount of work that you actually have. So the amount of work cannot be an excuse for not being able to do your work. And, <laughs> and, and that's like, like why, right, okay. So, yeah, that's not going to happen. So, yeah, mm, stupid Harvey. Oh, my dogs are waking up. <laughs> I thought that was Harvey. <laughs> no, 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 Come on, okay. So, anyway, moving on. Uh, but, by the way, um, uh, oh we're close uh, running into an hour, I guess. Yeah. Yes. So, um, and I have a feeling that we can uh, go on for another hour. Mm. I think you're right. But we, mm. been but we, wonderful. But we, <laughs> but we also have to uh, consider our uh, listeners and. Uh, True. Um, okay. Damn it! Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing precludes us having another conversation at some point. This is true. And please bring the dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so my father-in-law is downstairs, and I thought, bring them up here so they can relax a while. But obviously, they're very relaxed. <laughs> you got to keep that in the podcast. That is Yeah. Give me just one second. I think that's very much like the corporate world. I hear that noise a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you work. You, then they realize my father-in-law is downstairs, so they start barking again. You just oh, work with what emerges. That's fine. Okay. That's exactly right. And this is very okay. well done. <laughs> and they're coming upstairs again. Oh, I'm so so horribly organized. You're doing fine, yeah. right there. Anyway, uh, what I want to suggest is that maybe at some point we um, revisit uh, this mm. conversation and maybe find uh, another topic. Mm. Uh, to talk about because we've had our introductions, we know who you are, mm. and uh, but for me, uh, your skill set, your soft skills, uh, which actually should be turned around because they are so much more valuable than any hard skill you can have. I think um, uh, we should find another point uh, to talk about and, and see if we can uh, fill another hour with that too. I, th I think it would be fun for if we have a, another topic to invite you to join us on that one as well, Maureen. I think it would be, be thrilled. Really, really fruitful and interesting conversation. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'm deeply honored and this was a blast. So. <laughs> oh, that's good then. Um, when, we, when we come up with something uh, interesting, then uh, we'll let you know and then... Um, uh, we will revisit. So I'm going to end this now. Uh, so thank you for listening, those who are listening or have listened. Um, this was episode 27 with our amazing guest, Maureen Monty. Uh, we're going to have the show notes with links to her website mm. where you can find anything and everything you need to know, um, especially if you're in the U.S. Mm. Go to person. Um, so I'm going to thank you, Maureen. Centrally located. <laughs> Centrally oh, located. Yeah. <laughs> located, yeah. Michigan. So for all Canadians and uh, Americans, <laughs> for, uh, pretty much I'm in the middle. I'm doing work in Mexico America. too. Don't well, forget the Mexico. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, especially Cancun. Uh, that yeah, would be that nice. would be nice, wouldn't it? Thank yeah, you. We have a conference good. there. That's where our conference will be next. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a good thing. You could that. There you go. So. Um, um, well, if you like this, subscribe. Go to RWCast, and you can find all the information that you need and get in contact with us if you want. Um, again, Maureen, thank you very much. Mm, it was thank you. An absolute pleasure. Thank John, you, thank guys. You. You're great. And goodbye, Bye. All. Bye. Bye.